Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Family Fibrates, where we count down our top five starting at 10. Woohoo! So, this week, we are going to be counting down our top 10 galleries and museums. Ooh, that's mm. different. I yes. know, what Branching a choice. Definitely branching out. Jessica, do you want to give us the lowdown on what counts as a gallery and yeah, a no museum? Worries, Maddie. I'm, I'm happy to explain. It's pretty self-explanatory. We decided, <laughs> I mean, galleries are galleries, museums are museums. We decided that it couldn't be just like a recreation house or something like that. It would have to be like a collection or something. So it couldn't be, you know, a, a historic model. house. Yep. Like a historic house or a historic town or something. But it could be something like Old Sydney Town. Unless it had been done up. Yeah, especially. Especially as a museum. Mm-hmm. Look, we can debate again, but I think a museum is a museum and a gallery is a gallery. Yeah, open to the public. Open to the public. It definitely had to be open to the public. Yeah, But Not it didn't have to be free. public or free public or anything. Collection, correct. It could be a private collection as long as <clears throat> um, people can go and see it. Kick it off, Dad. How do you, Dad? Okay, here we go. Starting with my number 10. Uh, this is when you could travel. In fact, I think all of these <laughs> need some travelling to get to. Uh, this is actually one based in Hobart that I think went and had a great family holiday there in Hobart. And we went to see the M-O-N-A, Mona. And it was just uh, the whole experience of getting there on a ferry where you could sit on the <laughs> statues of sheep uh, and descending into this uh, gallery with uh, just amazing displays. It was a great time and, and even the toilets were an experience <laughs> and a modern art. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Too. Do you remember the toilets? I think I had to watch a man on a tractor. Yes, I was yeah, I do remember the toilets, well. yes. Yeah, no, but that had a really, that was a great collection when we were there. I just remember that huge rain, like the waterfall that they had set up. Yes. That was so cool. And it like said words in the oh, yeah, in the falling right. water. Mm. Yeah, that was a really good collection. They, then they had that weird one about the body, which was a bit strange sometimes. Well, I've got the poo maker. Yeah. 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 Some is, of the stuff was weird. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have to enjoy that if you don't want to. But that's to. a modern art museum for you. Some yeah. of the stuff's weird all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My number 10 is slightly further afield. It's um, Memories of a Family Holiday, in the Freezing Cold in New York. It's a Museum of Modern Art in New York. And uh, I've chosen that as my number 10. It had a great collection of art, but primarily because it had a fantastic shop as well <laughs> attached to it. It was a really good, one of the better kind of, you know, art gallery shops that you could, um, you know, browse through and get all sorts of knickknacks. But it was also a pretty good top-notch collection of art as well. Yeah, I thought it was funny that Dad said he had to travel and then he just went to Hobart. <laughs> yeah. That's Ma- a long way. It's a long guess. You have to go travel interstate right now. That's true. That it seems very far away right now. Um, mine's also an American one. It is the National Museum of American History. So part of the Smithsonian. So this is a museum that has like the original Star Spangled Banner and it's got like Dorothy's red slippers from the movie and it's got like Julia Child's kitchen in it. It's just like this great collection of stuff. Yeah, so it was really fun walking through that and seeing things. Yeah. I like a history museum like that where it's kind of a little bit eclectic and like it's not a weird mix of stuff. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. My number 10 is the Guggenheim Museum. Yeah, I picked it mainly because like the the structure itself is super cool and the way that you like walk up it is really awesome because it's literally just like one big twist all the way up. But also like it has interesting art displays and it's cool because 
you kind of become part of the art yourself because like I found myself when I was there watching a lot of other people across the other way so it's almost like you uh it's like art itself in the making as you go up the um the gallery but like I know there's some famous stuff in there too like that blue that person who painted that very famous color blue and was like this is famous now um so (laughs) but like I just think aesthetically it's a cool museum the end art gallery whatever okay I feel like I'm uh bringing the class level down a little bit, but I put the Warner Bros studio tour in London as my number 10 museum, I suppose. Um, It was so much fun. Like just as an experience, obviously you have to, it's just, you know, a collection of a bunch of stuff in the Harry Potter film. So you have to like Harry Potter. Otherwise, (laughs) why are you there? But it's so much fun. You just like walk through. I think we spent like hours going through there. It was just an absolute time. And it is a little bit magical seeing all of that stuff. And the way they set it up is great. Like you can see the sets. And so it like feels like you're walking into the world a little bit. Yeah, you got to like walk through it. You got to go into number four, Privet Drive. You got to go into the Great Hall. You got to walk across the bridge. And oh, so good. Anyway, lots of fun. And that's what you want from a museum. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. It's going to be interesting to see whether we have more museums or galleries at the end of this list. See what comes out on top. Uh, here we come to number nine. This is actually a museum and a gallery. It's one we spent a lot of time queuing up to go into when we were in Rome. <laughs> and it was actually the, the Vatican Gallery. And it's got the most... Bingo. Bingo! What? Oh, yeah. It's got some... Uh, look, it's got some just... Uh, remarkable uh, history and paintings. I mean, the Sistine Chapel is part of it, but just one part of this amazing one. Another room that I really loved was actually uh, was, uh, where the Pope's got a, a painter to paint all the different regions of Italy. And yeah. it's still in the room. It's still one of the largest... Yeah, the map gallery, yeah. The map gallery. Yeah. And I could see the little, you know, little towns where we'd spent some time before... Yep. Uh, traveling through that but wh- what else did you like about that yeah museum? i agree the map gallery is fantastic yeah. uh well you, c- you can't go past the sistine chapel that's pretty spectacular my goodness fancy you know spending so much time on your back painting that ceiling <laughs> it's crazy but it's just got the most amazing collection of all of the top kind of renaissance artists that you can name right i don't know anything about art but all the big names are there yeah. and uh, you know they're good to look at <laughs> so and i actually um quite like the entrance the stairwell into yeah. it as well which is quite kind of kind of gets you into the mood of, you know, going into a special place. And it's pretty crowded and you, you kind of have to, you know, follow the pathways and, you know, do the tours and whatever. But you get to see an amazing collection of stuff, you know, from all the Roman statuary through to this, you know, fantastic, fantastically decorated, kind of crazy over-the-top rooms and and just the art itself is great. And it feels like you do the whole thing and you walk all the way to the Sistine Chapel and you're like, wow, what a great time. But then you have to walk all the way back again and there's so much more stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> wow, what a time. Then you have the rooms with all the, like, cabinetry. Mm. <laughs> That's on the well, way back. You can pick and choose. I feel like you can't really. There's, there's one set path to go down yeah, and there's, there's one, one set, set path, path to come right. back. Yeah. And then you have to go through the room with all the yeah. cabinetry, which is a bop. And yeah. I don't know why you said it like it was bad, but I love it. I'm enjoying hearing everyone talk about it. It reminds me of, like, things I've forgotten about the different yeah. museums and galleries yeah. we've been to. My number nine is a gallery. This is one I went to, I guess, more recently out of things on my list. It is the Scottish National Portrait Gallery. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the reasons I put this one on my list is because Lady Agnew's in this portrait gallery. (laughs) That was like one of my favourite paintings. So it was a very special moment getting to see 
Her when we were in uh, Scotland, me and May and Jess on a little trip. I did drag them into the gallery just That's so true. we could specifically <laughs> see that portrait, and we didn't spend a lot of time. No, there. we just saw the portrait. I, I went up to one of the the you know the attendants and I said, "Where can I find this painting?" They obviously get that question a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's directing me right there. But yeah, it was good. And from what, from what I saw, the rest of it would have been lovely as well. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. Yeah. We didn't spend a lot of time in there because we had just seen a collection from the Scottish Portrait Gallery. It had it toured, had it toured had yes, to Australia yes. and we went to yes. see it. And yes. then so we'd already seen her and all the other paintings. You've got to see her in her home. That was her you got to see her So we have to see her back yeah. where she lives. Cool. My number nine is the Frick Collection. Mm. Nice. And it is the Frick Collection because – it's just a cool place to walk through. Yeah. Like not only are there just like beautiful artworks, but it's just a beautiful place to go into and like wander around. And I have strong memories. Where was it, Maddie? Sorry, it's in New York. Um, and I have very strong memories of like walking into the, the kind of like atrium bit of the house that is like, it's just really beautiful. So, um, yeah, that's my number nine. That's all I have to say. Great. I love a gallery in a house. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little teaser, perhaps, yeah. for my list. Uh, my number nine is the Viking Ship Museum in oh, yes. Oslo. It's ah. a little bit outside of Oslo and it's not big. It's part of the university. It's got three ships in it and some stuff that they found with them. But it's the only museum that I have cried in. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just tell you like it is. I cried at that museum. And it's just I was looking at some boats. But it was really beautiful and I cried. I'm gonna cry now. Oh my god, but I literally did cry. And I thought about I was like, should I put it on the list? Because it really is just the Osberg ships, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. I mean, you walk in, it's a tiny it's like I mean our house is bigger than that museum. And it's got three Viking ships and they're pretty much the same but they're beautiful and uh, oh, and the, you like walk mm. around the bottom and then they've got these stairs so you can go up and look at it from the top. Oh, it's just gorgeous. I might have cried because they made me cycle there and, <laughs> <laughs> and that might have been part of the reason but I'm going to say it was just on the quality of the ships. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. For someone who likes Viking history so much, yes. Very great, nice. Great connection. It was not a good bike ride. You know they say it's just like riding a bike. No, riding a bike isn't like that. <laughs> I found out to my own detriment. <laughs> Turns out when you haven't ridden a bike for like yeah. 10 years, I will you say, have forgotten. <laughs> it took me so much encouragement to get Georgia on a bike in Berlin. Like, I really think, I was like, let's do a bike ride. She was like, no, let's not. I was like, come on, let's do it. Let's just do this. It wasn't because I didn't think I could ride a bike. No. It was just what, you were, what if people were watching me and I couldn't ride a yeah, bike. Yeah, you were not into it. I was like, it doesn't Literally. matter. Come on, everyone rides bikes in Berlin. Just I know. The woman who was doing the tour cycled up to me and she was like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> but George and I had such a good time riding around yeah, Tiergarten yeah, in Berlin. Good. It was yeah. like, it was good in the end. That's a lot. It came back to me. Well, it didn't come back to me. <laughs> and I'm never riding a bike ever again. It I was think you have to. You can manage that, right? Yeah, I'm never getting on a bike again, guys. Okay, number eight. I like this museum as much because I was brought up as a and grew up with the space race around me. So for me, things like travel to the moon and uh, Sputnik and all that was just part of my life. I like every other boy of my generation wanted to be an astronaut. So what I've put down as number eight is the Smithsonian National Air Space Museum in Washington. Not only for the uh, incredible 
displays of all the sort of space race and space rocketry. But even uh, there was a great display there of the Wright Brothers yeah, aeroplane. So that really yeah. sort of brought that side of it to, to life as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I was a, I was <laughs> I felt like a young boy again. Oh, oh cute. It's, it, it is really cool how it's, it's air and space, yes. right? So they it's do, a cool museum. Yeah. They, like, really it's track cool, yeah. exactly. the you whole progression yeah. from, like, just, I mean, flying yeah. through our own yeah. atmosphere all the way up into space travel and you're going to yeah. the moon and they're sending out satellites all to different planets. So it's such a fascinating, like, yeah. to link all yeah. of that from, yeah. like, the first steps all the way up to that was, I think, really clever and it's a good museum. Yeah, agree. My number um, eight is uh, in a different place. I don't think we've been there yet. It's in Paris. It's the first example of uh, this kind of architecture in the world. It's called an inside-out building. It's the Pompidou Centre. Yeah, it's just the the most phenomenal-looking building uh, from the outside and the inside is just jam-packed with modern masterpieces. You were talking about, you know, the Klein Blue. This is where most of the Klein Blue is held in the um, Pompidou. And just, you know, any kind of, you know, modern master you can think of is in there. And uh, it's just a wonderful experience to actually see the building as well. And uh, it's right in the heart of Paris. You know, great, you can't knock that. Yeah, there's been a few so far that I'm like, oh, yes, that Mm. one, okay, it's not on my list, but uh, yeah. Uh, My number eight is a museum. It's uh, on the fun, interactive side or has some elements of that at least. It is the Berlin Spy Museum. So I've been to a few spy museums, I feel, actually, but... um, I'm an expert. I'm an expert, that's right. But yeah, they're, they're just like a fun kind of topic I guess for a museum to be about like it's interesting it's not stuff that I would have learned in school or anything I guess so in a way that's like all new exciting and this museum was really good at basically every part of the exhibit had like a practical kind of elements they talked to you about you know some of the technology and then you could kind of try it out or there were like little teasers and you had to try and like uncover like identities based on clues and stuff and they also had this one really fun part which was kind of like a laser field I don't know what you oh, call yes. it but you know where they have kind of a corridor set up and they had the red lasers and you had to like try and get through it without <laughs> tripping any of the lasers that's right and like videos. it's a classic it was that's right and yeah. it just like had a fun time like so a couple good. of goes doing that and it's just so like good. us me and me and Maddie were there yeah. together in the room with like these two other like these guys who were boys, kind of yeah. our age and also some and also like one. three young kids or yeah, something yeah. and just like all of us just taking it in turns to just like keep going and trying to do it yeah it was yeah, just we like had a such fun a museum and even just like right from like when you sign up and get your ticket it's already like you're in the zone totally yeah oh yes my number eight has been said before it is the warner brothers studio tour museum of the harry potter sets and stuff because as jess said it's just it's just so good yeah. like from from I, th- <laughs> I, can't, I think i probably did but from from the moment that you walk in it's like just and like I remember when we walked when we walked to the Great Hall, I was like, oh my gosh, look at this moment! And then you know they take Harry Potter's name out of the Goblet of Fire, and I still have my little crumpled piece of paper that says Harry Potter on it. And it's like, yeah, you lost it. It's and a then good. Found it again I've got it. it. It's a good measure of like like interactive stuff and like legit sets, and then like just costumes and like cool things that like. 
bit in the middle of the bathroom when all the like water comes out of the sinks. Okay, that sounds really stupid. But like, yeah, it's, 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 really, the it's really good. It looks no, cool. prefect's bathroom. Prefect's bathroom. This is a prefect's bathroom. And like, and like the whole common room and like just massive set pieces like the Dursley's home and yeah, the Hogwarts bridge and like you could have your butter beer and like, and just like the whole experience. And even the little things like seeing all of the like, little knickknacks to do with uh, not art. There was all this like, like graphic murder, and, like, art and stuff. Yeah. stuff. And, display that and they, they had all like, this posters, like, pamphlets. Yeah. Absolutely. Set things. dressing stuff. Yes, yeah, so, so much, so much effort into it. You would so see for like two seconds in the film, mm, but totally. you could just like look at all of it. Yeah, like effort. really yeah. detailed stuff and it was really cool and like it's just an awesome, awesome museum. Like from the start to the end is incredible. So yeah, that's my number eight. Okay, my number eight. It's a place we haven't been to yet, Mum. <laughs> it's the Hermitage Museum, oh. St. Petersburg. Wow. Uh, it's a museum by name, but I would probably call it a gallery. But it's housed in the old palaces in St. Petersburg. So it's like giant. I mean, you could spend days and days yeah. walking yeah. through the Hermitage Museum, yeah. which I did not do. I spent about two hours running through the Hermitage <laughs> Museum. <laughs> literally running it was yeah it was so much fun and you uh, just you walk through and it would be like a a room you walk into and it's like a gold piano and then you walk into another room and it's just full of art like the whole all the walls and they've like built up petitions and then you walk down and it's a collection of weaponry and then you walk through again and it's like oh it's another art room and you're like oh my god and it's just room after room after room after room in mm. this palace so it's mm. all ornate and like gorgeous mm. to look at anyway and it's just I mean an incredible collection of stuff I mean, if you're royalty, you've got a lot of wealth and you can really see it in mm. this collection. It's crazy. Nice pictures. Thank you. Okay, Do you want to hear a funny story, actually? Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I went to the Hermitage Museum, we walked in and we, walk, we were walking up the main stairs and there was just a man doing the vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> just in the middle. It was the middle of the day. It was like school holidays, I'm pretty sure, in Europe. So it was like travel season. Mm. And... It was just a man doing the vacuuming on the like red carpeted stairs, the main entryway stairs, and it was so funny. You got to do the vacuuming, yeah. <laughs> clearly. Entertaining. Well, very welcoming. Okay, we're at number seven, aren't we? Okay, now this uh, museum is one uh, you'd find in Australia, but you'd have to travel to it because you have to go to Canberra, and it's the Australian National Art Gallery. Oh, was there almost I know, I'm leaning, so I think she's got a camera one next uh, to could be. Well, partly because um, I, mean, I lived in Canberra for quite a few years and it was always a place you could go to or want to do something in the weekend. So it was, I got to know the, the collection really well. Uh, obviously some great Australian paintings, but it's also a, a lovely smattering of international artwork from all various periods and a, and a sculpture garden to play mm. in. So it was, um, just, I spent a lot of time in that gallery and I always enjoyed visiting and it did feel, certainly while I was in Canberra, like, uh, you know, part of my, my life there. And uh, I think we took the, our family trips to Canberra. It was always, you know, a fun thing to do. Really enjoyed it. Lovely. My number seven is also Canberra-based, but it is not the National Gallery. You might be able to guess. It was yep. a family favourite <laughs> as the, we were all growing up. It's a Questacon. It was such Woo-woo. fun, right? It was kind of like the first experience that we had as a, as a family of interactive you know, museums or galleries, you know, places that you went to actually learn through doing. Yeah. And it was just fun. It's not huge. It's just a nice size. You know, you can spend a few hours there, have a fun time, play on bits and pieces, 
enjoy doing the same things over and over and over again every single time you go there. You know, always go into the earthquake room, always look at the lightning cage, whatever else is going on. But uh, it was fun. And they would set up, you know, little, you know, interesting things that you could do, like the time we would race Kathy Freeman along the the sprinting. Yeah, it was great. And so, yeah, Questacon, go Canberra. It's got some things going for it, Canberra. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, my number seven, going back to Paris. It's the Musée d'Orsay is my choice. So this one, like a lot of it I think is just on the actual building itself because it's a – Yeah, yeah, it's like a train station. It was a train station repurposed. The other picture is like Cammy trying to hold up the roof. I have like a memory of a picture of someone trying to hold the roof. in the cafe area. Yes. Anyway, I mean my main memory of it is more just like looking at the actual museum itself, like the building as opposed to the artwork necessarily. But, you know, being a gallery in Paris, it has lots of very famous artists and artworks in it. But, yes, I just have this memory of walking kind of, I don't know whether it's to the back of it and you go up kind of on like a platform or a balcony kind of thing and you can just like look over the main area of it and just, yeah. So I have a memory of seeing, was the Clint painting in there? Which Clint painting? The one that was on the picture of the Clint bear that we used to have of like the two, the man and the kiss, woman. Kiss. Like That's normally in Austria. How, why have I seen that then? I haven't been to Austria. It might have been on a <laughs> might have been special. On okay, yeah. maybe. I feel like I saw a Clint there yeah. maybe. But that could be wrong. My number seven is Sydney-based. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the Biennale. Oh, okay. So I have, I just have very strong memories of going to, we only went to like two BNLs or like, or like not a lot, but I have a strong, maybe even one, but I definitely remember going to one with like the car that was suspended yes. from the roof and it was like exploded yeah, or whatever. That was a like, good one. I have very strong memories of that. And just like wandering around Cockatoo Island mm. and like seeing the different exhibits. I remember like watching a film, like a weird art film in some like big, factory space like it's just it's a fascinating place to go and a cool place for them to put lots of like staged artworks and or like what what are they called like whatever and i also remember that um yeah there was a place where you went in and you did like workouts like a gym yeah i remember the gym yeah like a gym like i just have weird very strange memories of like going to the biennale and and just being submerged in some weird artworks but Cool stuff. And I think part of it is the experience of also like going to Cockatoo Island and like yeah. being there as well. So, yeah. The Biennale is like almost like a festival yeah. as opposed to a temp- – uh, it's like a temporary – and, you know, it changes obviously because they yeah. commission different artists it's every time. So we're still including it as a gallery. This is gallery, my question. Even though it's not we a We didn't talk about permanent housing, I guess. No, it had to be counts. a collection that people Whatever. go it's, see. It's recurringly placed at – well, for the last little while at Cockatoo Island yeah, okay. and other venues. And it is the point that, yeah, it, all the art that they do is is meant to be, like they design for the space. Yeah, it's an installation. Yeah. It's so, installation. Yeah. So that the artwork itself doesn't make sense when it's in a different location. Yes. yes. It's interesting that there's a, um, quite a lot of the pics so far have been not just the actual collection but the, the way it's housed yeah, and the building. Yes. Yeah. It does make yeah. such yeah. a difference. It does make a difference. It makes a yeah. huge difference. If it's not a good experience, yep. mm. I don't remember it. Yep. Okay, my number seven is the National Art Museum of Catalonia, which Ooh. is in Barcelona. Okay. It's a brilliant collection of art from the region mainly. When I went, they also had like a Dali exhibition on mm. the bottom, so they do have travelling stuff. Ooh. But the best bit about it is they have these incredible church 
frescoes mm. where they've taken like whole walls from these churches okay. and set them up again. You laugh. No. Why are you laughing right. at me? No, it's like a wow, yeah. That kind of a laugh. <laughs> it was a wow laugh. Okay. Yeah. They take whole sections of wool and reset them up in the gallery. And so it's like you walk through these spaces and it's it's quite dark and they've got like the walls are all grey obviously and there's nothing on them because it's these huge stone alcoves with like these massive um, frescoes painted in them and they're just – it was incredible because when I went overseas by myself – I kind of picked things to go to that were like recommended, like top mm. destinations, top art galleries, whatever. Mm. So I went and I don't really look at the collection or anything before I went, I just went. And so I wasn't expecting to walk through this kind of collection. It was so incredible. And I don't know why I might, maybe I was traveling in an off period, but I feel like I walked through most of the galleries independently. Maybe it's just because I'm used to traveling mm. with all the family that walking through mm. a gallery by myself feels different. Mm. But walking through these rooms where it would just be like, uh, alcove after alcove and it would just feel like me and the rooms were like dark it was just it was an incredible experience definitely go (laughs) you should all go Wow. Um, yeah so that's the best bit but they've got a a nice collection of other stuff some more like statues and things upstairs so so it's a good collection but yeah those frescoes are just incredibly impressive okay number six uh this is where i have Put the Hermitage, because it is just one of the great museums, galleries. Uh, the, the building itself, it's so colourful, the colours of it, green and gold and white. And we went there, I think Liz and I went to see it. We, we did a, It was on a tour, so we rushed through a bit, but it was <laughs> just, uh, just so impressive. And I did my research on this one. It actually is the home to the largest collections of paintings in the world, so we're never going to yeah. see it just without a few hours travelling through it. But it certainly made an impact. Uh, it's one museum I'd love to go see again, mm. look at it properly. Yeah, yeah, definitely one that you have to go back and spend some time at. My next one is a little closer to home, although not in Sydney. Um, it's somewhere we haven't been yet, so we're off to Melbourne. It's the Museum of the Moving Image in um, Federation Square. I love that place. It's um, a really good collection. It's just a fascinating kind of, uh, with an Australian kind of theme to it. So it's mostly showcasing the history of Australian film and television, really. And it's just brings back a lot of nostalgia for the oldies. And it's fascinating. It's got little kind of snippety, you know, interactive bits as well about, you know, how you view, you know, colour, how how soundtracks matter, how, you know, different images, you know, give you different moods and things like that. So it's actually quite an interesting experience as well and it's just fun as well it's fun to it's a really enjoyable kind of few hours there and it gets some great little collections that come in for a bit i remember when we went to see the alice in wonderland collection that was so fun yeah and because like set it up at the beginning and you like walk through all the doors and they open up into different rooms and then there's like the giant furniture so you feel small it was fun and uh when we went the very first time and they had the game development in the Mm. bottom level yeah, and I remember playing Temple Run on the yeah. games and then it became like a massive game the yeah. next year. That was so funny. Cool. And I was like, I played that at the Australian <laughs> Centre for the Moving Image in Melbourne yeah. <laughs> before it had even been released. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. Anyway, it's a good collection, that mm. one. Okay, I'm going to bring us home to Sydney for our mm-hmm. next one. This is one that we went to a lot when we were younger. It is the Powerhouse Museum. Yeah. So it's like yes. a science and technology nice. museum. Yeah. And... 
I think a lot of similar things maybe with Questacon. They just kind of had the, yeah. these classic like always there exhibits that were fun. Like they had one about chocolate and like making chocolate so you could yes. go and have your little tasty little chocolate. There was like the steam train that was there all the time. There was like a music section yeah. and they had a keyboard on the floor and you like, yeah. you know, jumped on it and it made the sounds. And yeah, it was just like a cool museum. And yeah. we, you know, been to like some exhibits there that they had. Yeah. yeah. Always Star, Star Wars, Wars, Harry yeah. Potter, Ever. I think they did one Ever. there. Yeah, they were great ones. Yeah. 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 It's just like a good mix of yeah. a good mix of things. Yeah. Cool. My number six is the Kennedy Space Center. Oh nice. Vibe. Now, do I care much for space? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a good way to start this one. Um, but like really, truly, I do not desire to go to space, but like I found the Kennedy Space Center itself to be fascinating, really cool. So many just like rocket ships and spaceships <laughs> and like things that you can just get into and be like, hey, this is a spaceship. And just like I remember lying down on my back in like a little capsule thing with Nana. Cute. <laughs> yep. Good times. Um but it's a very, very well done museum and I feel like I learned a lot and I remember like sliding down that big little slide thing with mum. Like it's a nice combination of like interactive stuff but also like interesting information about space and space exploration and space travel and like lots of lots of really cool like very practical like, oh, look, here is a giant spaceship for you to go and look at. It's like, great, that's cool. So even for like someone who doesn't care that much about space, that museum is – and it's humongous. Yeah. It's huge because it's a space centre. So like there's – everywhere you go, there's like – There's life-size rockets, life rockets <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's huge. And just the scale of it is immense. So um, it's cool. Okay, we're travelling again, this time to Madrid. Ooh. It's the Museo Bugatti Valsecchi, which is a house. It's a house. Right. Um. But it's done up like the people who owned it originally, the Valsecchi mm-hmm. brothers, uh, they got this house and they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make a recreation of like an old Renaissance house. And so it's fascinating. Like you walk in and it's done up. So there's like a whole room which is cut, like the walls are just tapestries and then you walk into another one and it's got like – these family crests up on the walls but and, like, massive fireplaces. But, you know, it's all done in the, like, you know, 1800s. So it's not, like, real. So then – and, and it's, it's incredible. Like, you walk – I remember walking through – you walked into the bathroom, right? But they wanted to make it look like it was pre-plumbing. So <laughs> it's all this, like, a wash basin where – plumbing gums up in through the like chains that are holding up this like <laughs> uh basin and then there's a fountain on the wall which cool. is just like stone but it's a shower but it's just like a big stone fountain on the wall and it's incredible and it's like a real I don't know it's such a strange eclectic thing to have chosen to do to like build this house so that a, a weird recreation house for you to just be in but it's fascinating and it's got all these like old globes and books and maps and stuff and then all this tapestry work and like armory and mm. and it's just like a crazy it was a crazy experience to walk through and I was like this is insane that like a family lived there like people lived in that house wow <laughs> and yeah it was it was incredible and I do I mean I love a house museum because it really like you can kind of get a sense that someone just 
did this for mm. fun. Like mm. it was their passion. It was their passion, yeah. and they yeah. this is what they wanted to do. Yeah. Like you walk into a bedroom, and it's like a a timepiece that's a skull, yeah. and it's a working yeah. clock, and you're like, well, yeah. that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you sleep next to that every night? Yeah. But that's what they wanted, and yeah. it, oh, it's it's crazy. Cool. Okay, we finally make it to number five. This museum's in Amsterdam, and it's the Van Gogh Museum. And I went to Europe when I was 19 and stayed a few days in Amsterdam. And this is the museum that really just stood out for me as much because I uh, had some familiarity with Van Gogh. But in this museum, it was the paintings throughout his life and you could actually see his painting develop and get a feel for the artist and what Van Gogh produced over his lifetime. So it was just magnificent. All the great Van Gogh artworks that you want to see all in one, one museum was a real treat. Lovely. My number five has been said before, so I won't go into it. It's the Kennedy Space Centre. Fun! Bingo! (laughs) Looks like you might have to go into it a little bit. Yeah, well, my main memory of, like, getting a real wow factor when we went to it is when you – because you kind of start when you first – you have to get, like, a bus there, Mm. and it's just kind of the open outdoor bit. Well, yeah, it's like rockets and stuff when you walk through it, and then you go into the actual kind of exhibition, Mm. like the actual building with stuff in it. And they kind of take you up to this level or whatever and you watch like this big presentation on this like projector screen about space travel and they're showing you the shuttle and it had been into space like several times and it kind of ends with like this image of this of the shuttle coming towards you and then it kind of freezes on frame and then the projection screen rises up and that exact shuttle is right there like in so cool that moment was like fantastic and you're like that thing has been in space yeah Yeah, it was a very good museum and that moment was just amazing and i think we saw an alligator on the way there on the bus we (laughs) sure did what a bus ride that was my number five look it's been said before it's a family classic and it is the questicon and it's just like hard to go past the questicon it has nostalgia it haven't been there in such a long time but like mom's right so many classic moments it was like as a kid I, surprisingly, was not big into science, but (laughs) Questacon made me be like, oh, science can be fun. Mm. And, like, I remember Questacon was my first exposure to, like, the idea of dry ice. And I was like, (laughs) wow, dry ice exists and it makes things cold. And, like, (laughs) but it was, was like, cool. Like, I remember watching people do stuff with dry ice and being like, what is the world? And just, like, there's just fun stuff. And that, that thing that you walk through where you, like, Things going, there's like a circle thing going around in oh, circle, yeah. and you try and walk through the like. I used to hate doing that because it made me feel sick, mm-hmm. but like I have memories of it. The Kathy Freeman bit, mm-hmm. a classic. Just so much, just such, such a good time. There's always something fun to do. Yeah, the like earthquake house, a classic. Yeah, and just you go back time and time again, and always enjoy yourself, and always have fun, and it's like like a must do if you go to Canberra. Like even I've been to Canberra such a long time, but if I go back, I'm definitely going to the Questacon. Like yeah, top of the list. Of course I'm going top of the list. Definitely. Okay, my number five is the Powerhouse Museum. Yay. And you're right. It is it's got a lot of fun stuff. Everything is done in a way that is fun. And I a lot of the memories of like going to a museum when I was young, it was we went to the Powerhouse Museum a lot and the Australian Museum, the dinosaurs. Yeah, we did. Those were the two family favourite yep. museums of our yep. youth. Uh, but, yeah, it's great fun. And we, I remember, I mean, all the exhibitions, that, like the 
temporary ones are always so much fun. Like doing the ABBA one was so much fun. And I went to a Sherlock Holmes one recently. It was so much fun. And the Wiggles is always a jam. I've got so many of those little red flowers that you make in the Wiggles exhibition just in my bedroom. Because every time you go to the Powerhouse Museum, you have to go to the Wiggles exhibition, make a flower. Which it's a newer exhibition. I think it was meant to be a temporary one, but it's just still still there. It's, It's a classic. And it was one of the fun museums. And that's what you want. I said it before, I'll say it again. You want a fun time when you're at the museum. Okay, um, up to number four. This is where I've put the Questacon. So it's a, again, family favourite. People haven't mentioned the shop at the Questacon. I think, <laughs> think you've all, we got T-shirts and games and things like that. It was yep, great. We got a do remember the shows they have on there. You know, it was fantastic. It was so much fun. Great set, great place. Just a quick last minute shout out to the Kennedy Space Centre shop as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to get a good shop. This one doesn't have a good shop, actually, from memory. We're going international again. This is in one of those places in the world that just gives you goosebumps to visit. It's in Venice. It's the Guggenheim Museum in Venice. Oh, it's my, yeah, the Peggy Guggenheim. So it's in her house where she lived. Mm. It's a fantastic setting right on the Grand Canal. It's beautiful. What I really love about it is that it's quite a small collection, so you can actually spend time actually enjoying the pieces of art that are there, but uh, it's still quite a great collection of art. And it's got you know outside and inside bits to it as well so there's you know sculptors in the garden and just you know wonderful personal collection of you know great kind of modern art and uh, it's just a, a beautiful small intimate gallery in a wonderful location okay my number four back to paris this one's a gallery although it is musee de l'orangerie yeah oh, so this nice. is the one with all the monet water lily paintings in it and it's yeah. Just like a really pretty, you know, the rooms. It's just like massive canvases of the water lilies on these kind of slightly curved walls. And you just, yeah, oval rooms. And you just kind of, they had couches in the middle and you can just sit there and you just look at the water lilies. It's very peaceful. And also they're like in the middle of the Tuileries Gardens, right? So just the location of it is really beautiful as well. That's a very nice, charming gallery. Lovely. My number four has been said before by dad and it is the Mona in Hobart I just remember having such a good time at that museum like such a good time dad's right I hate boats but (laughs) being able to sit on sheep on the boat ride great and it's a full experience though it's like you have to get on a boat to get there and then you get out there and there's like a very very long staircase that you have to walk up to get in there and then you descend to get actually into the gallery like the whole thing is a whole it's a whole thing yeah, and like I is there, was there a trampoline outside? Yes, I feel was. Like this, yeah. You know, yes. there's a gigantic trampoline outside. There was this whole like steel work of like a yeah. carriage. Like, I don't know it was just like crazy stuff. And then like yeah, just because right, the wall that came down with rain, and, and you could put there said different words and stuff. And like yeah, they made poo. And I remember like walking into that room where it was like a library, but every book was blank. Yeah, and it was just oh, like yes. plain white. Just because there was stuff about the body. And I remember walking along a wall. It was very dark, and there were just like lots of molds of people's vaginas yep. <laughs> there was like lots and lots of different vaginas along a whole wall and I remember walking down that too I remember like sticking my hand on like a head and it like oh there's some like gigantic like human head thing at some point you could like look through well I don't even know there's just like weird stuff in that gallery it was like weird but cool yeah. So that was what was awesome about it is that you like looked at things and you went like, oh, that's oh. cool. Or like, yeah. this is weird. Um, yeah. But in like an awesome way. So Mona, great. Like yeah. experientially and also like the stuff in it is cool. Okay. It's back to Madrid again for me. Number four, Museo Poli Pozzoli. Ooh. It's another private collection. This one was 
really impressive. You like walk in to the bottom and then on the left is an armory. So it's got a lovely collection <laughs> of armor and like some real nice inlaid bone like crossbows and some real good swords. And you're like, oh, what a nice time. And then you turn into the next room, immediately a lace collection. <laughs> and it, and that's the, the joy of those private yeah. collections yeah. is that you can go from giant armory into giant lace collection. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. And they had all these like big like cabinets on the wall and you like pull out these lace samples yeah. and it was great and then you walk through and it's it's huge it was much bigger than I thought it was going to be and they have like a room which is all this renaissance art and then you go through into a room that's all time pieces so it's a massive collection of clocks and little <laughs> watches and you're like this is crazy <laughs> and it's just so much fun to like wander through a collection like that it was great and they have a really really nice stained glass window which I really enjoyed Ooh. as well that's a great collection and it's like you walk through the downstairs and you're like oh this is nice then you walk to the upstairs and you're like oh there's a lot up here <laughs> and uh, yeah it's some really nice stuff I'm gathering that you like armories Jess I love an armory I do love an armory <laughs> if it's got an armory it's a plus in my book mm. otherwise where else am I gonna get to see some cool swords yeah Actually, number three is um, it's a bit like that. It's um, the Frick collection is my oh, number yeah. three. I've raised it so high because it's such a delightful experience to go through this house uh, and see the you know, the sculpture, the paintings, the, the tapestry, the clocks, the furniture. Everywhere you looked was uh, just a beautiful collection, and uh, it also had a display on. And uh, Lady Agni was there as well, right. which was hit the highlight. So. Um, and Maddie, I do remember the, uh, the atrium now that you mentioned. Yeah. It was just, oh. uh, you know, the design of the house, and it just it did stand out. I've, I've not seen a place like that sort of quality of uh, collection around. Though I think yeah. I'm have to follow up some of uh, Jessica's. Yeah, tips. Madrid. You got yeah. go to Madrid. Got to go to Madrid. It cool. Okay. <laughs> Okay, number three. I'm following in your footsteps, Georgia. The Lorangerie. It was I, I can, for all the reasons that you said. I love the fact that you just sit and are immersed in these beautiful, beautiful Monet masterpieces surrounding you on all the walls. And it's just a, a quiet place of contemplation and reflection and just soaking in some beauty. It's lovely. Listening to you guys describe places that we've been and sometimes I just don't remember. I'm like, <laughs> literally what, what, I'm same. Like, what was the atrium in the <laughs> – oh, I remember that. Anyway, my number three is New York. It's the New York Met. So, I mean, I just put this one on here because it's just a very classic yeah. kind of example yeah. of like a very good gallery, you know, mm. just like a quite a breadth of the mm. kind of art that's in the collection, like a really nice building, yeah. like a good like flow to the museum. Yeah, and, you know, it's just kind of nice, like even just the facade and like walking up those steps and there's like the pillars and you're yeah. like, yeah, I'm going into a gallery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is that? It, it, it does. It's a feel. It feels like a gallery. It feels like it. does. It does. It's a very does. like imposing kind of building. Yeah. Okay, I want to bring the mood down a bit because my mood number down. three is – the Holocaust Documentation Centre in Nuremberg. It's just so, it's devastating. Like it's one of the saddest places that you'll ever go, but it's phenomenally well done. And it takes you through, it's just, it's a documentation centre. So it takes you through like the beginnings of Nazism, like the horrendous atrocities of the Holocaust. And it's just shockingly, frightening it's like history that I knew and that I studied but to be in the place where a lot of it happened and to be face to face with it in a very real way with like photographs and memorabilia and like 
like people's bodies like it's it like hits you in a way that it doesn't before but it's done with such understanding of the horror that it was and I just thought it was like I felt very impacted when I went and visited there and I remember just like walking out of it and being like (laughs) it's so worth your time it's like Germany wrestling with their own history and um uh, understanding that it's important for them to recognize like this is part of our history and we need to display it and we need to show what it was like and like learn from it but it is just shocking to go back and revisit it and also you do end up being in like where they were going to build uh their a a relic of where they were going to hold their their nazi cabinet or whatever and it's it's very confronting but um sometimes that's what museums need to be like they need to display their history the history in a very true form and i feel like that's what uh the documentation center did and uh, it was really an excellent museum i thought is that the one with the big glass yes yeah you walk out into a big glass area and you come right to the end of it and you see this big like stadium almost looking thing yeah like it's basically like it's like a coliseum but it is is shocking yeah and but you do like even just like standing in a room with like where you see a picture of hitler addressing the crowds at uh wherever that place is where he yeah, yes, the rally ground, yeah. that's right. The 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 rally ground, and just seeing the amount of people there is like yeah. shockingly like. Whew. So it's it's very powerful museum, and uh, like I just recommend that everyone goes there because it's good. Oh, so well, bring the mood up thanks, down, Maddie. Now I have to <laughs> Sorry. follow that. I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation. Cart Rosonico in Venice. Now. It's a palace. So it's great. You walk in and it's just like all the classic palace things. It's got ballrooms. Has it got an armory? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but no, it's got like all the kind of stuff you would expect to see from a palace. There's levels and levels of this stuff and there's like, there's ballrooms and there's a whole collection of, you know, furniture and uh, there's a throne room and mm-hmm. it's really cool. Uh, it's got this uh, room that you walk into and all the furniture is green lacquered just for <laughs> no reason. Like that kind of yeah, throwing yeah. away money yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. attitude to yeah. uh, furnishing yeah. a place which is clearly meant to mm-hmm. show off your wealth, right? Mm-hmm. There's no reason to have a whole room full of green lacquered furniture but they're like, well, this will be visually impressive. And uh, Anyway, but it's, it's stunning and I remember I didn't – it's not a place that I had – into I went when I went to Venice by myself I've never been before and I've been to Venice a couple of times before (laughs) then it's not a place that I've been before and I was like well I'm gonna go here because I want to see something new I could have gone to any of the Mm. bigger museums or galleries that are in Venice but you know I've been there before uh, and I wanted to see something different and it was it was really cool seeing all the different like you know you walk into the harpsichord room and well there's a harpsichord in there and you're like oh there's some I wonder why it's called the harpsichord room (laughs) you know Uh, but no it's great and I was walking through and I was like oh this is really great and like you go all the way up to the top and I walked into the top level and it is so different you walk through and they have this collection and it was entirely donated collection by this one private collector and it's stunning I don't even know what is going on up there, but it almost feels like you're walking through an attic space. It's like exposed wooden walls and like just like weird white partitions that they've put up just to like house Mm. this art. And it's nothing like the rest of the palace because it's not any of the palatial kind of rooms. Mm. Nothing's done up, nothing's gilded, there's no frescoes on the ceilings, Mm. you know. But it was just crazy to walk into this. It was like stepping into a different world almost. It was like... 
I'd walked into someone's home, but I don't know, like the storage space of their home. And <laughs> it was so weird. But it was a stunning, it's a stunning collection of like local artists, but not like modern local artists, like from the history of yeah. Venice as an empire. So it's like all of this absolutely stunning yeah. works yeah. and they're like big, massive canvases. and It's incredible. Ooh, wow. And it was like, wow, it was not at all what I was expecting to see, but it was... In the attic yeah. of the palace. <laughs> I mean, I say attic, but it's a huge collection. Yeah. Like, it spans the whole, like, a whole floor of this entire building is this collection. And, oh, my God, it was stunning. I'd recommend going there. Yes, yeah. you're taking us to some places that we don't know. That don't yeah, I'm sorry, family. You should have come to my personal tour of Europe. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm kicking up number two, taking it back to a more familiar ground. Uh, this is the Museum d'Orsay in France. It's much because of the building, but uh, some wonderful collection of art. Certainly the first time I went there after really, really coming to love painting more through the books I read when I was in Australia than uh, the art I could see to go to a museum like that and have wonderful pictures there, including Monet's uh, yeah. poppy field, which sits yeah. above the computer in our house. Mm-hmm. There was the, the, when I saw the real one there, it was uh, just a great experience. Beautiful museum. Okay, my number two, Washington, Smithsonian, Air and Space Museum. I just thought it was such a fascinating place, right? I could have spent out like all day, days there really because there's just so much to explore, so much to discover, so much individual trivia about mm. the, you know, little bits and pieces, each exhibit, the facts and figures, but all the, all you know, interesting little snippets of trivia about, you know, this as well, which was just fascinating. And I really... As you said earlier, Jess, I love the theme that you you go from you know when you know humanity is first thinking about how do you get into the air, you follow that pathway all the way up into space. I just love that. It's great. It's so well done. Okay, my number two. I won't speak a lot on it because it'll bring the mood down again. I have put Documentation Centre in Nuremberg, and Maddie spoke very eloquently on it. Yeah, I would just say that I think I remember the very final part of the exhibit is as you walk out you kind of go through it's just like a bridge or a tunnel like a tunnel thing. yeah and it's like glass walls on the side and they have it was like an art installation or something yeah. was it yeah i mean i can't remember exactly what it was but it was like little, little bits of paper or something mm. right and it was like every name of like a holocaust yes. victim on a yes. bit of paper just yeah. and you walked you know kind of like the length of the building on this tunnel and it's just you know kind of like mm. a glass cabinet just wow. filled with names it's really but, impactful but yeah it was yeah. A very good museum but uh, okay, my number two has been said before by Georgia and it is the Berlin Spy Museum. Um, it's so much fun and like I, I have such, such strong memories because it was the very first thing that Georgia and I did. We got to Berlin, we were like really tired and it was late, it was the evening. It was an evening. We, we, went went, evening. we went at like, I don't know, 6.30 at night or whatever and it was just like and then we, I remember being there for like most of the night. And it's just, you're just so right, from the, from the get-go, you're like into the spy atmosphere and it's like, bam, here we go. And just like so many cool interactive stuff. They're like getting through the laser bit was so much fun. There was like a Bond like exhibit. There's another one you got to like put on disguises oh, and you got yeah, to like fun. dress up in cool disguises and like be in a different background. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was really fun. There was just so much. There's one way you got to like put in your password and it would tell you whether you had like a good password or not. Like, like what was yeah. the likelihood of you getting hacked? Like basically on the strength of your password and like that was really cool and there's just like so much great stuff and like yeah they're like spy cars and like talk to you all all through like different espionage missions that were done it was just it was fascinating and like great 
because it covered like real life spies, but also like James Bond spy That's stuff. Right. There was and, a like, Bond exhibit. There's a Bond exhibit, and so there was, there was just like all this cool, interactive, awesome like things to do in that museum, and it was it was just a really good fun time. So I remember that being really really enjoyable. Okay, my number two is the Questacon. Yay! It's a banger. It is a banger of a museum. It's funny that you describe it as small, mum, because in my memory it is huge. Oh my gosh, me too. Mum said it's small. It's I like said, Are you joking? It's massive. Like, this museum is big. But because I I mean probably in comparison to you know European standards or, you know I didn't even talk about like the free fall, but were you yeah, free the, fall like, from the like part or like slideshow? Okay. Sorry, Jess, go on. This is my museum. I wanna I wanna talk about it. No, but I yeah, it's probably because I haven't been since I was like ten years old that it is massive in my memory. But it is exceptional. Every bit is fun. I, you talked about the earthquake house and mm. have been in the earthquake house because it's too scary for scary. me. <laughs> but <laughs> it is, it's fun. And I mean, as a kid, unlike Maddie, I love science as yeah. a kid. So, I mean, just, oh, just, I feel like a little kid again now. Like I'm running around at the Quester card and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, look at this, look at this, look at this. Oh, so much fun. I mean, it's a little kid's playground yes. of a museum. That's what you want. Even down to that kind of ball out the side, the big fish in the water. Oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, so true, so true. That's where we should go back, Jess. I should go. I should just go to camera. Who cares? Just go by myself. (laughs) I travel by myself a lot. Maddie will come with me. (laughs) Yeah. It's where we got our... um, Yes. Twirly-whirlies. They're not called twirly-whirlies. They're just called whirlies. Ribbons. The tubes. Oh, the tubes. They're from the Questacon. Yeah. It's great. It's great. One. Okay, number one. Oh, I'm expecting a few bingos here, but anyway, my number one is the Louvre. No. no. <laughs> Sorry, no. Dad. No one That's just you. No, There's bingos. too many. Too many good museums and galleries, unfortunately. We did debate at one point splitting it into two, doing a museum's top ten and a gallery's top ten, and we decided not to do that. Wow. Well, look, it's the first time the Louvre's come up, but I've mentioned it as much because of the scale of it, uh, but it's full of such iconic art that uh, it's, you know, so iconic it would even end up on a Coldplay album cover, the Liberty Leading the People. So, you know, it it, it is a great museum, and it's setting near the Tuileries Gardens, just beautiful. And I'm surprised no one's mentioned before, but... It was on my short list. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was on the short list. Almost made it. You didn't even the mention the, like, the, the pyramid. Pyramid. Great, he mentioned it now. Because the first time that Dad and I would have gone to the Louvre, it didn't have the pyramid. See, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Dad just covering. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, my number one has been said before a couple of times. It's the Musée d'Orsay. I just absolutely love that gallery. It's just a beautiful building and just has the most wonderful, wonderful collection of just beautiful impressionist art. Every picture that you look at is just beautiful. It's just very easy to look at and, you know, just enjoy looking at it, even if you don't know anything about art, you don't know anything about technique, you don't know anything uh, about anything really. And it's not a, it's not at all confrontational. It's just beautiful it's just lovely and uh yeah it's nice i like it not like going to the mona or something i'm gonna prefix my number one by saying a sad story oh. that's okay we forgive you it's only sad because well when i was going through my travel journals to remember which museums and galleries i'd been to and i was looking over our europe trip and looking at london and i read about me going to harry potter 
Warner Brothers Studios and I just totally, in for some reason in my mind, I was like, that's not a museum or a gallery. And I'm really sad, but I and I could have like quickly put it in the list, but I didn't want to ruin the sanctity of the list. Yeah, so it's not, so if we do a top 10 forgotten faves, devastating faves. drops, forgotten faves, that one will go on my list yeah. because... I love that place. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my number one, I did go for the, the nostalgia factor. I've chosen Questacon yeah. as my number one. <laughs> That's I mean, we've said we said it's fun, it's interactive. You do learn a lot by doing and it was probably the museum I went to yeah. the most when I was a kid. Cause you know, you'd go there when our family went on trips, the school would go up on a Canberra trip and you'd go to Questacon. Mm. And, yeah, it was, like, a good mix of, like, the classic exhibits that were there all the time, like the Sideshow one where they had the freefall and they had, like, a virtual simulator, like, roller coaster thing and the clown faces where you chuck the balls in and, like, the shows were always really interesting and, yeah, they mix it up and it was, yeah, it was just fun. It was just a fun place to go. And I do think I would learn a lot every time I went there. Okay, my number one museum is... Of one that we went to recently and it is the DDR Museum in Berlin. And the reason why it's the DDR Museum is because I just remember having such a good time at the DDR Museum. It's like the one that looks at like what life was like in East Germany with, yeah. when the ball, when the Berlin Wall was up. And think, the cool thing about it is that it's like basically 100% interactive. The whole thing is like you walk through it and you go into like get in a car and you like do some weird thing in a car and then you like go to like a little children's playroom and you like see what the playroom was like and then there's like a jail and then I remember like that was a really cool one where like you could like spy on somebody else in like like Georgia could be in one room I could be another room you could like listen in on their conversation and so you looked at like how they how they I don't know it was just really it was a cool museum. I just remember having a really fun, good time when you could like literally go into like people's bedrooms and like look at, I don't know, they just like, they'd done it up in an excellent way. And you, I really felt like I came out of that museum being like, oh, I have a, like a good picture and a good understanding of like what life was like when, when the Berlin Wall was up, like in East Germany during that time. And it was all fun. It was all interactive and like good information. And I just remember having a real fun <laughs> time and therefore it gets number one on my list because I feel like I learned a lot and also I didn't feel like I came into it knowing a lot about about that and I feel like I came out of it being like oh I've learned a lot but also I had fun (laughs) wow museums that's what museums are about okay my number one guys I can't believe it but we're going back to Madrid (laughs) that's fine it's the National Archaeological Museum now doesn't sound like anything impressive or incredibly good but it's I mean it's number one because it's the best museum I've ever been to like I truly strongly do believe that it's the best museum that I've ever been to you walk in on the bottom floor and it's done like uh prehistory so you it does like evolution of man and and you like follow along and you see like the first tools so it's like stone arrowheads and like whatever those wheels are called <laughs> whatever it doesn't matter but it's like it's it, you you really you walk through the evolution of from where we started to where we are now and it's it's done so well it's just I mean incredible and so you walk through and you've done your all your prehistory and then you're walking up and then it's like got these buildings that they've done up in the middle where it's like ancient uh temples that they've recreated uh, little bits and pieces from so you get statues and stuff that are done up in the center and then you walk through that and then there's I mean all this stunning architecture and artwork and then it's just uh, I mean I don't even know what to say about it but it is 
an incredible experience. Like walking through that, it really was like walking through history. Wow. Like the way that they set it up, you could feel that you were moving through time and it was wow. fascinating. It wasn't like glass cases with little yeah. bits and pieces. Like, I mean, they had that, but they also did these big recreation things. So you could like actually walk through rooms that felt like you were walking through a different time in a different place. And I mean, it was stunning and incredible. And I'm uh, best Best museum. Wow. Best museum I've ever been to. Off to Madrid next, Rick? You have yes. to go. You have to go. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for another week, everybody. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.